Hi, welcome back. Michelle Sparks with you, illuminating anorexia, eating, self and body issues. Great to have your company today. My topic is the father's hug and more specifically, the healing power in the father's hug. The ability to settle an anxious heart in the father's hug. Let me explain. Last night I watched a program on SBS Insight and it was called The Health Obsession. And the question was, what happens when the drive to be healthy becomes unhealthy? And the interviewer, Jenny Brocky, was um, interviewing three young people who had struggled with disordered eating and serious eating disorders. And when did that disordered eating or even the desire to be healthy, when did that trip over into unhealthiness and then into the clinical problems of an eating disorder? Fantastic questions. And, you know, as I watch that program, there's a lot to unpack there, but as I watch that program, the, the overwhelming thing that I was left with as I listened to these young people, and the three of them were in their, now in their 20s, what I was left with was a sense of the power of healing in the father's hug. You know, last couple of weeks ago, I was speaking to Professor Ian Hickey, and he was saying the most protective factor in mental health against depression in mental health is social connection. And, you know, way back when I did an episode called Connections That Heal. And it is my own conviction that connection, both human and divine, and I'll explain that in a moment, is incredibly powerful and healing. That when our heart is anxious and troubled, what helps to settle an anxious heart is to be held, to be hugged by someone who loves us by someone who cares for us, by someone's, someone whose heart and intention is good towards us. This settles an anxious heart. This settles our fearful heart. It helps us to rest and be at peace. And from that base of peace, to make decisions and make choices that are going to lead to um, good outcomes, healthful outcomes rather than fearful reactions. So one of the questions was, what happens when the drive to be healthy becomes unhealthy? And I would say the key word in that sentence is drive. What happens when the drive to be healthy becomes unhealthy? So let's just think about that word drive. And if you've struggled in the eating disorder space, disordered eating space, you will know that the very um, definition, by definition, you are feeling driven. You are feeling pushed. You are feeling compelled. You are not feeling free to choose from a place of rest. And that is the key word, the difference between being driven and operating from a place of desire and discovery because our heart is actually at peace we're at rest because we know already we're not trying to get something. We're not fearfully driven. We actually rest in the knowledge and it needs to be an experiential knowledge. What do I mean by that? It needs to be something that is not just something we give mental assent to, but something that we feel 
in the very depths of our being. We experience it. And that's why, as I think about this, the Father's hug is so powerfully healing. And you know, we all have different experiences in life growing up. None of us are perfect. Life is tough. And regardless of your experience, our experiences shape us. Our experiences can be good, bad, and indifferent. Our experiences shape us, but you know what? They do not define us. They do not define the fact that you are, if you're listening to my voice right now, you are loved. You are special. You know, that's the other thing I was thinking. As I looked at these young lives, I felt like each person in their heart just really needed to know that they are special, that they are loved, that they are cared for, that they are chosen. And I believe and know in my heart that is the truth regardless of their experience. And the interesting thing with disordered eating or an eating disorder is this. Whatever your experience has been prior to getting stuck on the diet restrictive uh, food control treadmill, whatever your experience has been prior to that, once you get on that treadmill, you'll find your thinking, your feelings, your whole self-experience goes to a place where you do not feel like you are okay. So even if you start from a reasonable, and most eating disorders, disordered eating, starts from a fairly innocent place of us just wanting to feel better about ourselves. I feel like a broken record when I say that, but it is the truth. Most Eating disorders, disordered eating starts with food restrictions and they typically start because we're not feeling, we want to feel better about ourselves. We may be, you know, we may be wanting to feel healthier. We may be wanting to feel more acceptable um, according to social norms. We may be wanting to feel more secure, more in control for whatever reason. And so we start on the path of restricting our food intake. And as some of the speakers were saying in this program last night, you know, some people Genetics is part of the picture. Some people are going to um, can find themselves quite quickly moving down the slippery slope into disordered eating. It doesn't happen for everyone. And we don't have all the answers about why that is. I would suspect it's a number of things. It's our personality. It is our genetics. It's whether or not we have other coping strategies. It is the ongoing stresses of life that come and hit these places that are already struggling. If we're struggling and we think this is our solution and we have no other coping strategies, then we come to rely on that more and more and it takes us down that slippery slope into the path of disordered eating or an eating disorder. So back to my point, you know, we all have different experiences growing up. We all have different experiences of our father. And I believe what heals that anxious, driven, fearful heart, you know, what drives us is fear. Fear is a fear is a driving force. When we experience fear or anxiety, it has a driving nature, a drivenness about it. And the opposite of that is peace and rest and a place of security, a place where we feel okay. We can be at peace, we can be at rest in our skin, and from that place we can make good choices, healthy choices, less confined. You know, we're not bound by fear. We're actually, our mind is open because we're coming from a base of peace and rest. A heart at peace gives life to the body. That's an ancient proverb. It's so true. A heart 
at peace. And what I'm saying here is I believe there is such a power in the affirmation and not just the words but the actual experience of the Father's hug of that connection, of that sense of connection. And I know as I say that, some of you may feel very estranged from your father, or right now that's a difficult thing for you to even imagine, getting a hug from your father. The problem with disordered eating and an eating disorder is once you get into that territory, you get so beaten up in your head, and you feel so bad about yourself, and you withdraw and you isolate, and you find it very hard to receive nurture, the nurture of a hug. You find it very difficult to receive that because you do not believe in your heart of hearts that you deserve it. That is the whole lie at the heart of an eating disorder. It is that you are not good enough, that you need to be better, and that is what drives us. That is the drive. That is the fear base. But I can tell you that the opposite of that, the base of healing, is to actually receive by revelation and experience that our lovability, our worthiness, our chosenness, to, ha to have someone, try and imagine this, this may be a little bit of a stretch for you, but try and imagine this, that you have someone who loves you, who is a good father. Now, your experience of father, I, I cannot tell what that would be for you. I do not know you. Let me tell you about my own life. I had a good father. I had a good father. He was a good man. He was a great provider. He was a good husband. I'm one of five children. He was a good father. I mean, what is a good father? But he was a good father, a good man, um, upright, moral, caring. Um, but guess what? He wasn't perfect. None of us are. I'm certainly not. And my experience of my father, which shaped my ability to get a loving hug from my dad was that if I didn't get things right or go dad's way or do things the way he prescribed, I would lose his support. And so I found myself, and this happened over many different instances, and you know, he wasn't overly affectionate to us girls in my family once we got past a certain age. And who knows if he felt um, a little bit... Um, bound by the culture not to be too affectionate with his daughters once they reached a certain age. I don't know. But we didn't get a lot of affirmation. We certainly didn't get a lot of um, affirmation about our bodies as we started to develop from childhood into early adolescence. And that can be a really important uh, nurturing and affirming and empowering and protective um factor for young girls as they grow up to have the affirmation, the security, the approval, the encouragement and the support of their dads. I'm digressing a bit, but anyway, let me just say with my dad, not overly affectionate, not affirming, and I had a sense that unless I did things the right way, I would lose his approval. So guess what? That really did um, feature in my disordered eating. And I, you know, there's a lot more than just that, which is why I wrote a book about it. And that book, one of the reasons I wrote that book, in fact, was to actually unpack the multiple layered and complexity of the factors that led into that pathway of disordered eating for me and then the full-blown anorexia. It was a journey over three years. There were many factors and then they started to feed and build upon one another. So it's not simple. 
It is complex, it is layered, but what I believe is in the heart, at the very heart of our disordered eating, we come to believe that we are not good enough and that that drives us to perform, to earn our right to life, to take up space, to food, to even a hug. We feel like we have to be good enough to get a hug and or we feel like we're not okay enough so we we isolate we withdraw but there is a truth you know there's used to be this person that would do this great illustration they had took a hundred dollar bill which these days i know a hundred dollars is not a lot of money but in those days when i whenever i saw this illustration i think it was at church it was some minister some guest speaker and they took a hundred dollar bill and they crumpled it and they spat on it and they put it on the ground and they squelched it into the ground and they you know put their heel on it and they you know look it was almost unrecognizable and they they picked it up and they said hey okay so they asked us before they did the illustration what was it worth well it was worth a hundred dollars and then after they did all that what was it worth well guess what it was still worth a hundred dollars its value had not been changed by its experience its value was a a product if you like of its creation and So there's two things that I think are really powerfully healing in this domain and it is connection and it is experience. It is is truth that you are loved, that you are valued, that you have worth, you do not have to earn it, you do not have to strive to perfect yourself, perfection is impossible, you are loved, you are chosen, you have worth and value and I hope that you have a good experience and you can touch upon good experiences with your earthly dad, with your earthly father. I pray that there is someone in your world that is that person to you and that you can connect with some good experiences. And maybe they've got a bit distant to you as you've struggled in the disordered eating space. That will happen because the eating disorder lies to you. It shames you, it tells you you're no good, and that causes you to believe, you believe a lie, and you feel and experience disconnect. You need to experience connection. The way back into connection is to dispute that lie, but not just with a mental, you know, rational approach, but with experience. You need to actually have people around you that can flesh out to you that you don't have to be perfect, that who you are in all your brokenness and mess right now, who you are has worth, has value, is loved, is chosen. This really is the truth for all of us. Can I tell you this really is the bottom line truth. We are flawed. We are finite. We are fallible. And because we have connections with other human beings that are also flawed, finite and fallible, guess what? We get hurt. We get injured in relationship. And that causes us to believe a lie about ourselves and to feel a sense of disconnection. But the way back into connection is to actually discover, uncover truth. And that truth is that despite our flawed, finite humanity. We are loved. We are accepted. We are chosen. We are desired. And that is by the one who created us, first and foremost. That really is the gospel in a nutshell. So back to the Father's hug. What I'm trying to say is, if, look, there is truth that needs to be experienced It's truth that has to be more than just a a mental construct. It's something that, that 
I believe we experience in the Father's hug. Now, if you are fortunate enough to have a, a good Father experience, hopefully you can recall times when you could be in the embrace of your dad and you knew that dad who loved you, who saw you, who knew you, who cared about you. He was there with you. He was there for you. He was holding you. And in that embrace, you would see yourself reflected in his eyes as having value. And that would soothe your soul. And it would quieten your heart. And it would help to put rest where there has been anxiety. But I know, one, because of the eating disorder itself, how that disconnects you from that reality. Because the eating disorder lies to you. Lies disconnect. Lies create fear. Fear drives us. Okay, so all of this is part of that disconnect. And what helps heal the disconnect is truth that is embodied, truth that is imparted in a hug where you are seen and you are known and you feel loved and valued. You are looking, there's no shame, you are looking in the eyes of the one who knows you and loves you. And that embrace literally brings such rest to your soul. If you have not had the good fortune of having that embrace with your own earthly dad, if that's not part of your experience, I know that that can really make it difficult to embody and embrace this truth that you have value and that you can feel secure and your heart can rest. But I'm telling you, there really is another truth. And that's that divine connection. You know, regardless of your experience, like I said with the $100 note, your value has not changed. Whatever your experience has been, you are of great worth and value. If your father did not look you in the eyes, hold you, hug you, and say, hey, I'm here for you, I'm with you, I think you're fantastic. If you didn't get that kind of encouragement and support, it doesn't mean that that's not true because there is a heavenly father that can and does and desires to provide that very truth in an embrace that I would call the father's hug. He sees you. He knows you. He loves you. He values you. And when you turn into his embrace and you can receive his embrace, you will feel the comfort of that embrace and that truth brings such a rest and such a peace to your soul. It will affirm your value and that will come against the lie that is currently driving your unhealthy behavior. And it will help settle the anxiety that uh, is also part of that drive. The lie creates fear. Fear drives you. And that drivenness creates even more anxiety. So it's like this awful spiral of um, lack of truth and experience of anxiety and it, it just ramps up but what comes against that is imparted truth in the father's hug does that make sense i hope it does i believe the key emotional hungers in an eating disorder are for acceptance and security i believe these hungers are met initially quite well by our food restrictions and disordered eating behaviors. We feel more acceptable. We feel for a season more secure. But as we stay on that cycle, 
guess what? We lose control. We end up feeling less acceptable and more insecure because we're losing control. We think the problem is ourselves. We beat ourselves up. We think we are the fault. We are failing. It compounds the problem. But here's the real truth. The solution is the problem. The solution will never take you where you want to go. You have worth and value. You don't have to earn it. And if you turn around and walk into the embrace of your heavenly father, if no one else, and I would say walk into that embrace as the first place because once you receive that embrace and that affirmation of your worth and value of the fact that you are loved and that you are supported there is a there is a support that will transcend the deepest darkest hours of your life and will carry you over the threshold of this earthly life that is the power of the father's embrace the heavenly father's embrace and that power and that truth will actually set your soul so free that you will be able to open your heart to the human connections and nurture that are around you. That that lie has trapped you, cut you off. That lie will be dismantled by the power of the love of your Heavenly Father. There is a scripture that says that perfect, unconditional love drives out fear. Because fear has to do with torment and punishment. And that is so much our experience in an eating disorder. We are fearful and we are tormented and we are driven because we are scared that if we do not perform, if we do not earn our right to take up space, we will lose what we've got. So we are driven. And that lie as it grows is exactly what drives healthy behavior into unhealthy behavior. That's exactly the point of this podcast. I've gone around the world a bit, but I hope that helps you think about the fact that there is healing in the Father's hug. And if, you, if that's a strange concept to you on an earthly level, let that just shift your thinking in the divine dimension, in a spiritual dimension with your heavenly Father, because that is a truth as I understand it and, and have experienced it to be incredibly transformational and powerful. I hope that helps you. More to say, always. But until next time, travel well. 